Amen. What a great song. Amen. The cross is my statue of liberty. I'm thankful for America, aren't you? Oh, to be an American where we're free to worship and free to gather together and worship our Savior Jesus Christ who gives us all the freedom in the world. Listen, we have freedom from the, the penalty of sin. We have freedom from the power of sin. And one day when we get to heaven, we'll be, we'll be free of the presence of sin. Amen? And uh, what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see, when I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace, when he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land. What a day, glorious day that will be. And uh, great to see all of you here uh, in the, uh, that have come for our drive-in service. Great crowd, better, better crowd than last time we had two weeks ago. And so thankful, thankful for each one of you. Thankful for you at home that are watching live stream. And we welcome you today to Mountain Avenue Baptist Church. I wish you could see the beautiful scenery uh, we have here, all the mountains all around, the blue sky all the flowers on the property here, all reminding us of the beauty and grace of our wonderful God who created everything. Amen? Can I hear an amen from that? You need some prayer? And he made it all for us to enjoy. He created it all for us, for you and for me, so that we could enjoy it. And so um, we're to, uh, by God's grace, take care of it, have dominion over it, and enjoy it as we serve our God. And uh, it's great to uh, be in the house of God today. And as you probably have already heard, we start on June the 7th. Uh, we're going to go back to church. We'll have services in the auditorium. And we look so forward to that. And uh, our governor has uh, come out and said that we are, churches are now essential. Of course, the president came out and said we're essential. But our governor... You know, there was like 1,200 pastors that had signed a petition stating that they're going back. They're going to hold services, some on the 31st and some starting June 1st, uh, whether or not he approved of it. And, uh, and so he did, he did come out and approve it. And so, you know, it, we're thankful that we have followed the guidelines. But as a, fr a good friend of mine said, you know, we haven't had church, not because we couldn't have church, but because as pastors, we decided for your safety to keep you safe from the coronavirus, the COVID-19, this pandemic that we're facing. And, uh, and so we went along with that, but uh, it's time to get back to church. Amen? It's time to get back to the house of God. There's nothing more essential in the life of a person than the house of God. Now, we're under house arrest right now. We're quarantined in our homes. Your home is an important place. It's God's plan. God created Adam and Eve. Uh, created Adam. Adam wasn't complete. Took a rib from his side and created uh, Eve. And uh, the Bible says God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. God created us. I used to always kid my wife whenever she would, we'd be like, you know, talking about something and so on. I would just raise my arm. I'd say, there's a rib missing for you. 
I, I gave my rib to you. And, of course, she didn't like that. Amen. She didn't care for that, that analogy. But, um, you know, I was always kidding. You know me. I'm always kidding and having a good time. And uh, a friend of mine from, uh, from Michigan, when I was a youth pastor there, he wrote me a letter after Becky had passed away. And he's, he wrote a nice long letter about Becky and I and so on. And this is what he said. Pastor Rich, when we were together with the youth staff and you were telling your jokes, you thought we were laughing at your jokes. We were all laughing at Becky's facial expressions of what, when you were telling those jokes, the same ones over and over again. She'd roll her eyes and so on. And so that's okay as long as people are laughing. Amen. Listen, the Bible says a, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. And we've got to enjoy life. Life is not easy. God never said it would be easy. We're experiencing really some tremendous hardships in this life right now with this pandemic and being, uh, you know, uh, quarantined in our homes. And our schedules are all thrown off, our routines. Our seniors uh, are graduating, but the ceremonies going to be later uh, in, in June. And uh, this week we finish Calvary Christian School. All the kids will be uh, receiving their awards, but they'll do it. We'll do it over Zoom. We won't have the kids here in person. Everything's different. The awards that we get, the problems we face, many of them we have to face alone. But I'm so thankful this morning that I can declare unto you: You are never alone. God is with you. God's watching over you, and God will take care of you. We serve a living God. He's alive. He's alive and well. And the Mountain Avenue Baptist Church, by the grace of God, the best days are yet to come in this church. The best days are yet to come in your life. And uh, God has a great plan for each and every one of you that have joined us here and joined us at home. We find in the Bible, I love the Word of God. If you love the Word of God, would you say amen? This precious book guides us each step along the way, each step along the path. Uh, we have the Bible to guide us and to help us and to encourage us. And, uh, and so we look to it. We find in the book of Acts, I love the book of Acts because the church is being planted. The church, uh, the, the, uh, the living God, the church of Jesus uh, Christ that he, Christ founded, it's spreading. And uh, the apostles are preaching the gospel, and people are being saved. Last week we talked about uh, when they were in, uh, arrested and told not to preach, 5,000 people came to Jesus. I mean, people are coming to Jesus by the thousands. He's, he's gone, he's resurrected, but the apostles have the power of the Holy Spirit of God, they, and they're preaching the word of God, and they're telling them about Jesus Christ, the gospel. By the way, you and I this morning enjoying having the whole Bible. We have the whole Word of God. I know how the world was created. I know how it's going to end. I don't know when it's going to end, but I know how it's going to end. And I know that Jesus is coming back. And he's going to set up his uh, kingdom here on this earth. He's going to rule and reign from Jerusalem. He's going to plant his feet one day on the Mount of Olives. I've stood on that mountain I've been there twice now. I've stood the place where Jesus ascended into heaven. And I've stood in the place where he's coming back again one day. And that's a sure thing. 
Listen, there are many things unsure in this world, but the truth of the Bible is sure. When God says it, it'll happen. The world, change, the world changes, but the Bible never changes. Uh, the world changes, you know, the, the definition of a family, but the family is a man and a woman. Uh, the, the world changes when it comes to life. But the Bible says that God, listen, God knew Jeremiah before he was formed in the belly. So life begins at conception. God gives life, and God gives us hope, and God guides our lives. And he gives us some guidelines, and he gives us some examples of his power, an example of his love. And we find here in Acts chapter 16 that uh, Paul and Silas, they come to, the Bible says in verse 1, they came to Derbe and Lystra, and behold, a certain disciple was there uh, named Timotheus, the son of a certain woman. It's interesting because Paul and Silas are together, but Timothy would become a great part. You know that Timothy, that Paul took Timothy and he mentored him. He prepared him for the future. He prepared him to do the work when he was gone. And I'm so thankful that here at Mountain Avenue Baptist Church in Calvary Christian School, we have hundreds of young people and we've graduated and we've educated by the grace of God, given an education through our Sunday school, through our master's club, teaching the Bible. And through our Christian day school, not only teaching the Bible and teaching them how to love God and that God loves them, but teaching them academics, how to read, write, and arithmetic. But I'm telling you, God, God's Word is what makes this place happen. God's Word is what makes this place strong. God's Word is what gives you peace in your heart. And uh, we look to His Word. Well, the Bible says here, the disciples are here under the inspiration of the Spirit. Uh, and uh, in verse number 16, it says this, And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel, possessed with a spirit of divination, met us, which brought uh, her masters much gain by soothsaying. She was a fortune teller. And uh, she was a servant. She was owned by somebody. And she was somebody that could people paid money to have her tell their fortune. And so she's come there. The apostles are preaching the word of God and teaching the word of God. And the Bible says this. Uh, she, she cries and says, These men are servants of the Most High God, which show us the way of salvation. And uh, she did this many days, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said unto the Spirit, I command thee, in the name of Jesus Christ, to come out of her. And she came out, and it came out the same hour. You see, this lady was following him around. They'd be doing some street preaching. And she'd stand up and she would say, these guys are preaching the word of God. They're preachers from God. But you see, she was mocking them. She was mocking them. And finally, finally one day, Paul just looks over and says, hey, and calls the spirit. And he says, in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. Come out of her. And instantly, that demon came out of her. And she turned to Jesus Christ. She's no longer a soothsayer. She's no longer a fortune teller. She's a teller of fortune, of good fortune. She's a person of good fortune because she has Jesus Christ. Well, her owners are mad. I mean, they made money off of her. By the way, they, didn't, they owned her. They didn't care about her. They didn't care now she's in her right mind, doesn't have a demon uh, 
tormenting her as she tells the future and, and, and there's a soothsayer. They're mad because they can't make money off of her anymore. So they grab Paul and Silas. Look what the Bible says here. And when her master saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace and to the rulers and brought them into the magistrates, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city. These men trouble our city. I read something uh, the, yesterday on, uh, about a Harvard professor who said that Christianity, Christians, Christians are causing a great conflict in this world. Christians are causing the quarantine or something about the pandemic, causing people much strife. I'm telling you something. Christianity doesn't cause strife, amen? Christianity gives you a hope, a hope and a peace, a hope and a peace that passeth all understanding. Let me tell you something. Listen, you and I as believers in Christ, we have a peace. March 12, 1972, I asked Jesus into my heart. I have the peace of God. I have a peace that passeth all understanding. I have a peace that no matter what I face in my life, the grief that I face, the turmoil that I faced, all through the four, almost 40 years I've been in the ministry, God has given me peace. And you know what? You have peace today. Everybody that's here in this parking lot has peace. And you know what? Listen, we don't even know what we have because we just have it. We're not like somebody who doesn't believe in Christ, somebody who is lost and needs to be saved and needs to come to Jesus Christ. They don't have the peace of God that passeth all understanding. We do. And so we're blessed. We're blessed beyond measure and, uh, in our lives as we face the difficulties of our lives, as we face opposition for the work that we do. Not everybody's happy that people are getting saved and people are giving up drinking and giving up drugs and giving up all their addictions. People in the world, aren't, they make money off of people. They make money off of sin. They make money off the sinners. What we're doing is delivering them from sin through the power of Jesus Christ, through the power of this holy book, and uh, by God's grace, we'll continue to do so. So they're brought before the magistrates. They, they trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither observe being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. Listen, they've got the owners of the servant mad, they take him to the magistrates, Paul and Silas. They t it's, it's, you're in a public square here now. There's a lot of people. And then they, they're just talking about this, saying how they've, what they've done, casting this demon out and causing them not to have their small business of owning this, this, uh, this lady and uh, the demon that possessed her. Then the whole crowd rose up. The whole crowd of people rose up against them. And church, let me tell you that, and, you know, the, the world, the flesh, and the devil will always rise up when you start standing for God and standing for Jesus Christ. And I'm, thank, I'm thankful, I'm thankful that the president came out this week and said that the church is essential. And all God's people said, I'm so thankful for that. 
But you know, we knew before the president said it, before the governor said we could go back, we knew the church was always essential. You didn't have to tell us that. You didn't have to teach us that. We know it. This is the place that we come and worship together. Have you missed being in church? I've missed, I've missed being in church. I need, I need to see God's people. I need to be with God's people. As the pastor and under-shepherd of the flock, I need God's people. I love to see you. I love to, to talk with you. I love to pray with you. I love to encourage you. I love to help you. I love to counsel you. And we counsel, listen, we encourage each other. Dwayne Carr was, joined our Zoom prayer breakfast yesterday. And he shared his testimony. He's, he's had serious neck surgery. And they had to go back in. He had uh, water on his spine. And the, the doctor told him, listen, Dwayne, when we took you in that second time, uh, we, we didn't know if you, if you were going to come out of that. We didn't know if you'd be able to walk ever again when you come out of that. And Dwayne, you know, he's got his neck brace on. He's got this beard. He's as handsome as ever. But uh, he just, he shared his testimony. He shared his testimony, how the grace of, by the grace of God, he's been a light in the hospital, led five nurses to Christ. And witnessed, his, his doctor wanted to see him before he left because he witnessed to the doctor. You see, Dwayne has a heart for souls. And so do you. And so do you. We all, that's why we are here. That's, what, that's our great purpose in life. That's to reach people with the gospel. And Dwayne, in the time of his suffering, in the time of his difficulty, he looked to God. He trusted God. I said, Dwayne, he called me one night. I said, Dwayne, how are you making it through this? He said, first of all, I'm a Christian. Second of all, I'm a Marine. <laughs> I'm a Marine. I have fight. By the way, I'm thankful for the Marines. I'm thankful for the military, men and women that have given their life for this country, that have died in battle. And don't ever, listen, don't ever, this, this flag right here, you can't see it, but all of you out here can in the parking lot. This flag stands for freedom, but freedom was not free. People died. People died in battle. People died training to go to battle. This, this flag over here to my right is the Christian flag. It's the flag that we, 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 we look to as we, uh, as we pledge it. We pledge allegiance to the, to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands. This country is great because of our Savior, Jesus Christ. This country was founded upon Christian principles. This country is great because men and women have fought for the freedoms that you and I enjoy, the freedom of religion, the freedom of worship. And I'm so thankful for Memorial Day. It's always, always emotional for me, a Memorial Day, because you remember. You remember people. You remember that uh, people that served our, in our military. We have a gift for, um, I'm sure Mike has mentioned it to you, for all of you veterans that are here. Thank you, veterans, for serving our country. Thank you for going to battle. Thank you for uh, all that you did. And you may have survived the battles, but the scars on your heart and mind are great because you saw some things that human beings shouldn't have to see. 
And so we thank you. Thank you, men. Thank you. Thank you, those of you and uh, who've lost a loved one in military. We remember them today, and we're so thankful for them. And so Paul and Silas, the Bible says, they were cast into prison. Uh, the scripture says when they, when they cast them in, first of all, they took them and stripped them, stripped their backs, and they beat them with a cat of nine tails. They whipped them in front of everybody, publicly humiliating them. These are, what, what's their sin? Winning somebody to Christ. Seeing this person saved. Preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is their, that's their, that's what, why they're being whipped. By the grace of God, these are great men. And they had laid many stripes on them. They cast them into prison, charging the, charging the jailer to keep them safely. And having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in stocks. So he cast them into prison. He just throws them. No care for them. They're beaten. They're bleeding. They just, cast, they just throw them in. And then when they throw them in there, they said, hey, we want them, we want them under house. Listen, they need to be uh, secluded from everybody else. Put them in the dungeon. They put them in the dungeon, and they put them in stocks, their hands and feet. I mean, they've been beaten. They're bloody. They're embarrassed. They're humiliated. But I want you to know, I'm thankful I'm thankful for these men. Notice what the Bible says. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. Let me tell you something. When you follow God, there's going to be suffering. They suffered. They suffered. They were beaten. They were bloodied. And uh, sometimes we don't understand it. When we suffer... When we suffer difficulties on this world, in this life, we see believers who suffer. The Bible says in, in John 16 and verse 33, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. You see, in Jesus we have peace, as I've already mentioned. Deep down in our soul, we have the peace of God. In the world, you'll have tribula tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So we have Jesus who gives us peace. We have Jesus who's overcome the world. Listen, we are overcomers. Everybody here is a victory, is a victor in Jesus Christ. We follow him. We look to him. And because we have victory, we got to share that. Share it with others. This life is difficult. Job said, man is born of a woman as of a few days and full of trouble. That's what life is. Listen, it's trouble after trouble. What you're going through now, six months will be gone, but you'll be going through something else. But the Bible says the, I, the word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So Jesus is with me today. He's with me tomorrow. He's already out there six months from now. He's preparing a way for me to make it. It's an amazing thing. You know, when, our, uh, when the president uh, goes places, 
and kings go places. They have people go before them and clear the way. Make sure it's safe. Clear the roads. Make sure nobody can harm the president. Our king, King Jesus, he goes, he goes before us. He clears the way for you so that nobody can harm you. Nobody can hurt you. He's out in front. Matter of fact, he's already in heaven preparing a place for you where you will live with him forever, where there'll be no more sin, no more sorrow, no more grief, no more pain. He's there preparing a place for you. And he's here with you too, guiding you every step along the way. Oh, there's going to be suffering in this world. But the Bible says this, we know all things work together for good. For those that love God, those are called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, it did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. You see, when you go through a trial, listen, all of us here, all of us here have had to depend upon God more in the last two months than we have probably in many, many years. We've had to look to him. Many have wondered about their jobs. Many have wondered about their their mortgage payments. But God is taking care of you. You've seen the hand of God. You've experienced the blessings of God. You've experienced the power of God. And man, you're you're ready. I, listen, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to live for him in, in even a greater way in the days to come. You see, he's conforming you to the image of his son. And so when we go through suffering, we become a little bit more like Jesus by his grace and through his power. The Bible says that they prayed. They're singing. Verse 25, they're suffering, but they're singing. Can you imagine the other, the other uh, prisoners? Here these guys are. They're bloodied. They're beaten. But they're singing praises unto God. And I'm telling you, during these days, during those difficult days, I've seen people, the people of God, when they've suffered, they've praised God. And in suffering, and in suffering, we can have a song. We can have a song. And I know we've been through some tough days here, but we haven't lost the song. I love the song, Victory in Jesus. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. Amen. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. Don't lose the song. Look to him. Meditate on the word of God. You see, worry, worry is just thinking negative thoughts over and over again. Well, I'm worried about that. And you just think about, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We're meditating on God's word is thinking about the scriptures, what God says over and over. God will take care of us. God will bless us. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. You see, we, we remember the scriptures, and that's how we, we're to meditate on the Bible. And that defeats worry. That helps us overcome worry. So you can do it because you worry, right? So you can think through the word of God. The Bible says, be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Are you thankful for things today? 
Do you have things to be thankful for? Are we blessed beyond measure? But in everything, by prayer and supplication, let your request be made known unto God. Listen, God can take care of it. God can bless you. God can help you. And so let's praise him. Let's think. Let's think about what God's word says. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Thank you. There goes half the sermon. That's a, you're probably happy about that on all God's people said. No, I don't care. I don't care. I got the last, I got all the points I need right here. And um, the Bible says, Then Job arose and rent his mantle, shaved his head, and fell down upon the ground and worshipped. And Job said this, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. You have all heard the story about the guy that was, uh, you know, uh, looked out and saw, uh, you know, the hearse, and behind the hearse there was a U-Haul truck taking all of his stuff with him. No. There's nothing going with it. We're just buried and we're planted. One day we're going to rise. All these earthly goods stay behind. Stay behind. I'm thankful. We can live for God. Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed is the name of the Lord. And so the Lord gives and he takes away. Well, where does he take us away to? To heaven forever and ever. To live with him forever and ever. He's preparing a place for you. And so we see their suffering. We see that there's uh, singing. And then we see the, the surprise. And the surprise is that the earth quaked and the chains fell off and they were set free. And when that guard wakes up, by the way, that's like every good security guard. He's sleeping, right? He's asleep on his job. The Bible says when he awoke, he saw that the chains were off. The keeper of the prison awakened out of his sleep. And seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword, would have killed himself, supposing the prisoners had fled. So he, look, he wakes up. The, all the doors of the prison are open. The chains are off. He's going to kill himself. He'd rather die than be tortured because he let the prisoners go on his watch. And Paul, Paul, the Bible says, Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Paul says, hey, listen, don't do anything. We're all here. We're all here. Don't do yourself any harm. And the Bible says he called for light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down at Paul and Silas's feet. Listen, they had been delivered. They had been set free. And so he takes them to his house. He, he says to them, what must I do to be saved? You see, he heard, he saw their suffering he heard their singing, and now, he's, by his surprise, he sees that they've been set free. And you know what he wants? He wants to be set free. He wants what they have. He wants what they have. And I'm telling you, this morning, this world wants what you have. Your friends want what you have. The people you shop with, they want what you have. Show them. It's time to tell them. We've all been living it by the grace of God, but let's tell our friends, our neighbors, those down at the store, as they see you, 
as they see you with a smile on your face. Well, they can't see it anymore because of the... But you know what I can see? I can see a smile in people's eyes. I can see it through their eyes. I can see the love of Jesus Christ through their eyes. I can tell. I can tell. And they can tell about you. The Bible says, and, and they called for light and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, What must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe on him. So they gathered all of his family together. They gave the gospel to his family, and they all accepted Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, See, you're, you're going to have suffering. But during that suffering, let's, have a, let's keep that song. Let's keep singing. Let's keep praising. And as we praise, God, God will bring, through the Spirit of God, will bring people to himself, and people can be saved. You see, if you're here, if you're listening on the live stream, or you're here in this parking lot for this drive-in service, and you're not sure you're on your way to heaven, you can know that for sure. There's a peace that passeth all understanding, knowing that God loves you. And he'll save your soul if you'll put your faith in him. He'll, he'll give you eternal life if you'll just look to him by his grace. The Bible says, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Some of you say, Pastor, I'm struggling. Good. I'm glad you're struggling. Only, those, only through, those, through struggles can God help us. If we can do it ourselves, we don't need him. And so look to him. If you're struggling spiritually, you need to be saved. Call upon Jesus Christ. If you're a believer and you're having a difficulty with your faith, look to him. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Come back, get back, read the word of God, study the word of God. And when you read it, do it. Do it. It's God's holy word. If you're here today, again, and you're not sure you're on your way to heaven, I'm here to tell you Jesus loves you. If you'll open your heart to him, I love the Mountain Avenue Baptist Church. I love the ministries of all the ministries of this church. But it's Jesus that saves you. We just preach Jesus. We preach his word here. That's what makes this place. It's the word of God. And the Bible says in his word, for God so loved the, the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Shouldn't perish and spend eternity separated from God in a place called hell. That was pre pre prepared for the Satan. And Satan's trying to take everybody there with him. Satan's trying to get everybody to reject Christ, reject the word of God, reject the house of God. But we're here to stand. We're, sta we're standing for you that are lost because we want you to find Jesus. And so this morning, you simply, how do you get to Jesus? You simply have to say, Lord, I'm, I'm a sinner. You have to admit you're a sinner, and that you're lost, and that there's only one way to heaven. The Bible says, but God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He died for you, and he loves you. Open your heart to him. 
The scripture says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. It's a wonderful gift. I received that gift March 12, 1972. God changed my life, and he can change yours. He'll come into your heart and be your Savior if you'll look to him. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, I pray you'll bless this time of invitation now. Lord, thank you for each one that's come to the drive-in service. Lord, those that are joining us uh, in live stream. And God, I pray if there's one that knows not Christ as their Savior, that right now, whether they're in their car here or at home in their living room, Lord, that they would open their heart to Jesus. Help them now as, as the, we lead them in this short, simple prayer, leading them to Christ. If, with your head bowed and your eyes closed, if you'd like to open your heart to Jesus, pray this prayer after me. Dear Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, and I'd be lost without you. I'm asking you now to come into my heart. The best I know how, I accept your payment, the blood that you shed on the cross for my sins, and by faith I receive you into my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer, I'd like you to contact us. There's, there's a way you can contact us on the, right there from the site that you're watching the service on. If you're here, we'd be glad to talk to you about it. And just thankful uh, by God's grace uh, for his goodness. And I want to, again, thank all of you for joining. Thank you for your faithfulness and giving uh, the tithes and offerings to our church. We haven't been in church. I think this is the seventh or eighth week. But uh, people are still giving online, bringing their tithe by the church. And we are actually over budget in our giving. Uh, over the time we've been out for this pandemic. Is that a great thing? Amen? That's the commitment of God's people to God's work and uh, the commitment of God's people to lost souls. You see, when we give, we give to a place that's a lighthouse where people can come and hear about Christ. And that's what this is all about, turning people to Jesus, loving Him. So again... Uh, we're going to begin next Sunday. We'll have a drive-in service um, here, so be sure and be here uh, for that. And then uh, the following week, we'll have our, our first service here in the auditorium at 1 at 9, 1 at 10.30. And so uh, we're thankful for each and every one of you who have come. We're going to uh, be dismissed here in just a moment in prayer. But before, you, uh, before we pray, we've got a, a, an award or a little gift for each one of our, our veterans that are here. Again, we thank God for this country. We thank God for those that have died um, in battle, preparing for battle, defending us uh, here in America. So my challenge to you, all of you here, joining us here in the drive-in service and on, by live stream, enjoy your life. Enjoy the blessings of life. Enjoy the freedom you have. And uh, I know things are a little tough right now, but it's going to get better. It's going to get better, and it's going to be better. And, and uh, by the God's grace, he's going to see you through your troubles. So look to him, and uh, we're going to have a word of prayer. Then we'll be dismissed after I pray. You can uh, begin leaving. Just uh, We have people at both exits that have a gift if you're a veteran. Thank you for being here. Have a great day today. Be safe today, tomorrow, and the holiday. And uh, again, be careful to give God the glory for everything. 
because he has blessed us with everything. Amen? Let's, pr let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you now for this time we could gather together. Thank you for each one that's here. I pray you'll bless them now as we're dismissed. Give safety and watch over, continue to watch over Dwayne, help him and Charlie as he recovers from his fall. Uh, other folks of, of our number that are facing some physical battles. We thank you, God, for watching over our church, our school concerning the coronavirus. We do pray for those that are working as doctors and nurses and people out there in the healthcare industry, uh, keeping us safe and working. And then those that work down to the different stores and different places that provide goods for us. And we thank you for them. Lord, thank you for each one that had a part in putting on the service today. Brother Mark with the technology, uh, Jesse leading the music, uh, Laura playing for Stephanie. I pray you'll bless Stephanie now as she uh, moves back to Arizona and takes a teaching position there. Bless her, Lord. We thank you for uh, having her a part of this ministry for the last two years. And pray you'll bless her life. And uh, thank you for her love for you and her, her incredible smile her incredible joy as she served God here in this place. I pray you'll bless her. Thank you for her. And all of our staff, bless the events of this week, all the awards for Calvary Christian School. And we, we pray you'll keep each one safe and have a, give us, help us to have a blessed week. We love you now. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a great day.